I'm Jennifer Gonzalez from the Cult of Pedagogy podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome to Shooks and GIF Season 4, Episode 2. In this episode, I am joined by the one and only Andy Losick, and we are going to share some tools for annotation, screencasting, and transcribing online meetings, as well as a fun activity to share compliments. So everyone, let's jump in and give it a go. Welcome to Shooks and GIF, the podcast where we share edtech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Andy. Yeah, Jen. Did you hear about the mathematician who is scared of negative numbers? No, I didn't. Yeah, he would stop at nothing to avoid them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Get it? Because zero? All right, everyone, welcome to uh, Shooks and GIF, but it is no Shooks, but not just GIF. I'm very excited to uh, have my first No Shooks, Just GIF co-host, who I, I knew from the beginning had to be my co-host for a variety of, of inside joke reasons. Uh, I would like to welcome Mr. Andy Losick. Andy, welcome to the show. Oh my goodness, Jen, thank you so much. It is such an honor to uh, be holding down this chair and joining you today on your uh, world-famous podcast. Oh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, before we begin, <laughs> and before we even let people know who, who you are, I need to ask you, how's the weather in Michigan? Well, I'm not going to lie, it is pretty crummy right now. It's about 35 degrees Fahrenheit, overcast, kind of misty. It's that in-between, not really fall, not really winter weather that uh, isn't too enjoyable. I get you. Yeah, here in Richmond Hill, we're at negative five degrees Celsius. Feels like minus 12, partly cloudy. And I agree with you. We were talking, we have a Voxer group that we, uh, that it's actually called the Weather Network uh, yesterday. And, and you, you hit the nail on the head. You said like this weather is almost worse than when we get really cold because it's the in-between. Yeah, I, I would rather have it 25 and just frozen, some snow on the ground, as opposed to this. This is that damp. It makes me I call it makes me feel old weather. I don't know. You just you just kind of sore and, and that kind of stuff. And it really just doesn't feel like Christmas time right now. You know, we got the lights up and everything and and yeah. pretty festive. We just need that cliche blanket of white snow just to make it all bring it together. Yeah, we've had we've had some snow here in Canada, at least in my area of Canada, and uh, it's been okay. I had to I had to giggle though when you said I just want it to be twenty five. I'm like I bet you all the Canadians listening would like it to be twenty five too, but in the other direction anyway. Okay, Andy, let's let's actually tell people who you are. Give us a, like a brief bio. Who are you? How do we know each other? Why are you here? I I'm so excited. You've been a man in this space for ages, and you're gonna have a lot to offer the listeners. So tell them about yourself. Well, thanks, Jen. I hope I can live up to that. Uh, my name is Andy Losick, and I am an elementary STEM teacher in Hamilton, Michigan. And Jen and I met in Chicago at a Google Certified Innovator event that was kind of an add-on to when ISTE was there a couple years ago. And we became fast friends. And um, 
yeah, I've been in the ed tech space for for quite a while now. I was um, became one of the first. I was in one of the first cohorts of the Google Certified Innovator uh, classes back in two thousand eight. Oh, I think it was, and you're so uh, old, Andy. You're old as dirt. <laughs> I, I know I am old, and I'm, and and you know what's funny is, is people when people hear that they 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 always have such kind things to offer, like you're old, Andy, or they're like, <laughs> well, I heard it was a whole lot easier to become a Google certified innovator oh. back then tisk, than tisk. it is now, Nothing. and so yeah, you know, but. Uh, I've, I've, I've been a Google certified teacher, now an innovator. I'm an Apple distinguished educator. I've done some stuff, a bunch of stuff with Discovery and Sony. And the reason I love those groups so much is it, it's the people. It's, it's getting a chance to, to meet people like you, uh, you and Brian Briggs and a whole bunch of us. We just had a great day hanging out and meeting each other and, yeah. and learning. And for me, that's that, that's an extra boost in my career as a teacher where, I meet new people, have some fun adventures, and uh, and it feels like I'm always surrounded by supportive other learners that way. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's that connection. And that's what I'm missing right now, right, with all of this. And, and we might get to talk. I know the last episode that I released was all about ISTE. And I've, I've said about ISTE this year, I've loved the learning because I've been able to go to so much more because everything's on demand and it's recorded. But I've really missed those IRL hugs and hanging out and skipping sessions because you're doing better learning sitting on the floor outside of, you know, the the hall where they're offering the the official PD. It's it's tough. It's a tough time. Well, it- Exactly. And I and I as my conference attendance has evolved over the years, I think about when I first started going to uh, some of the big state conferences like McCall here in Michigan, where it was. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Uh, That's another inside joke. Uh, So apparently people in Michigan have a hard time, whether it's Mackle, McCool, McCall. And then when people outside of the mitten hear about it they think it's like a bird call we just it can't is. can't decide whether it's like a magpie or it's like a, some tropical bird but anyway um as my attendance has evolved i would start when i started i would go and i would take copious notes and i'd go to session after session after session but through those early years i met all these people and then these big conferences become more like your ed tech family reunions. Yeah. And like you said, you can learn more sitting in the, in the bloggers area or in the, some social area, uh, just reconnecting with people and sharing ideas as opposed to necessarily sitting in a, in a breakout session. I so totally, totally, it's kind of totally like what agree. we're, what we're able to do here. You know, that's kind of, it's an honor to be on the podcast, but it feels like we're kind of just, you know, sitting around sharing those, hey, you know, what do you have? Have you seen this? Have you seen yeah, that kind of thing? I love that. So let's get into it then. We we both, we have a Google Doc that we've created. It's very not like what, what Shooks and I do. We, we each have our own separate and then we come in, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And it takes us, you know, an hour to set up because we catch up and then we're trying to figure things out. But we are planned. This is awesome. So um, <laughs> we'll say guests can go first. Andy, what do you have for me? What's your aha that we should give a go? Tell me. Well, one of the the latest things that I've learned about is is a site called Edgy.it, and it's 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 got an interesting spe- uh, spelling. You can find it in the show notes, but it's E D J I dot I T. Okay. 
And I heard this the other day on the Sons of Technology podcast. Uh, Joe Marquez shared this out. And what it lets you do is it, it lets you push out content to your students that they can annotate. Uh, so basically, you go find text and you copy and paste it into their interface and you can add images. And then you can give the kids a whole series of different discussion questions. And the kids can type or they can actually voice record their responses to these different prompts that you have for, for these class readings. So it was created by a fifth grade teacher from Minnesota. And it really has a feel kind of of Ed Puzzle in where you're giving kids content and then you're asking for them to to reply to it. Uh, but it also with that with that voice uh, feature in there, it feels a lot like Flipgrid. And if wow. we go all the way back to the emergence of Web 2.0, kind of reminds me of VoiceThread that way. Oh my gosh, VoiceThread! I haven't heard of VoiceThread in ages. I know, isn't it? right there with Kerpoof. You know, some of those <laughs> old, those old uh, Web 2.0 tools that were just like, oh my gosh, this is a game changer. Yeah. Uh, the game changer for this for me though are the analytics that that the teacher sees. So it it really analyzes, like, shows you the time that the student spent on each part of the passage, uh, yeah. and then it can, it you know, it it has these heat maps where it shows where the most attention was 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 given, and it's 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 really neat to be able to uh, to see to see how much information, how much formative assessment it's able to give you back without the kids even filling out a, a Google form or anything there. And then like the killer feature 1A for me is the ease of sharing. So it, um, you know, it, it gives you this code that's just like, um, like Kahoot, that kind of thing. It's that easy. And it's also Google Classroom compatible. So you can push it out to a Google Classroom really, really quickly. You know what? I've seen this before. In fact, I think I had it on my list of show notes for oh, ages ago. I saw it, but they've come a really long way. Like they had the heat map and that was it. The heat map is something that is awesome. Like it just colors up in, in yellows and, and reds and it does. It shows where students spent time. So you can start looking for patterns where your students might need help. Um, this is great for all of our learners, but I'm thinking particularly our English language learners, our students with exceptionalities. This could be a game changer for the support that we can offer them. This is really cool. Yeah, it's it's from Will Stewart. And so he's the, um, you can follow him, Will Stewart the fourth. So Will Stewart IV on Twitter. And he was a uh, an elementary social studies teacher, a fifth grade teacher uh, that's the co-founder of this. So it's, it, this is kind of like when you go to those conferences and you hear real classroom teachers sharing real classroom solutions yeah. as opposed to maybe a vendor session or the consultant session. But you know, when it comes from a, a, an actual on-the-ground teacher, it, it adds to me this, this layer of, wow, this, this really works and it is something that was created to solve a problem, make teaching better in that classroom. Yeah, and it's, I, I just did a quick search here. It's free with a $60 upgrade to, so it's freemium, right? They, they offer a certain amount. Free, free users are limited to two active readings, your two most recent ones. So if you do one and then you don't need it anymore, you can get rid of it. 
and then yep. move on. Wow, that's really cool. And like, who's to say you couldn't just finish one, see the heat map, if that's the analytics that you want, and then take a screenshot of something like that and have it, but not oh, actually yeah. I have mean, the, oh, that's cool. Because, and I've been teaching, this is year 26. And I think, I think that formative assessment is really the biggest thing that I've seen that I've added to my toolkit, or I've yeah. kind of become aware of that is, is instead of just shotgunning this paper, this test, this worksheet out there, mm -hmm. really seeing along the way, like coaching them step by step. And it, and it just benefits kids so much more than the way that, you know, we've traditionally put out things like that. I can't agree more. You know what? I had Bennett, um, my oldest son, as you know, um, was struggling with long division. They're doing like by hand long division. And this is a kid with an executive functioning disorder. And he's having to figure out like what's 3,946 divided by 22. Like that's real. That's hard for me. I'm going to use a calculator for it. Yeah. But he was going to do, they had a quiz on it. And you could tell he was really stressed when we were um, trying to work with him. And, and I finally looked at him. And I said, Bennett, I'm going to tell you something really honest right now. I don't give a rat's ass what you get on this quiz. <laughs> and that's what I said to him. And he sort of looked at me and he was like, what? And, and I said, this, all a quiz is, is a snapshot of your learning on one day at one time. And that's going to change. And that's my, that's my big issue with standardized testing. And he looked at oh, me yeah. and I said, if you can show me today that you understand, because I know you got it yesterday and you can show me that you have some thinking, I'm happy. And the kid threw his arms around me. and was like, oh, thank you, mama, because they get so caught up, our students, in here's the number and this is my worth. But they don't realize that. And I don't think we remind them enough. That's that's all it is. It's it's a snapshot of a moment. It is not who you are as a learner. So oh, I exactly. And as and as the dad of a high school senior <sighs> who is filling out scholarship forms for all these different financial aid offices and all these college applications, it's um, it, it becomes real. I mean, it just it just hits home like, you know, that like we look at her test scores and we're like, those are amazing. But mm -hmm. to her, she there's this different level that she wants to get to. And we're like, well. You got a great score and you can do all this and other, you, you can build and make and do all this other amazing stuff. Yeah. So don't, so don't let that dictate. But on the other hand, it's crazy how many hundreds of thousands of dollars are riding on these numbers. You know? know, it's, it's uh, what, and what are those things? Yeah, I hope there's a shift. And I hope maybe what we're doing now with a lot of us in like remote, online, hybrid, whatever our learning happens to look like, we're starting to realize that we need to make that shift for our own mental wellness too. Like it's a lot to get all that digital stuff in and there's other ways oh, yeah. to do things. So, all right. So I have some shares um, that are all around screenshots and screen recorders because I'm teaching in a hybrid model and I'm doing a lot of, okay, well, I, I, I don't want to go over this 400 times because I never know when the students have walked away from their computer. Cause of course, you know, they've turned their cameras and mics off and our chat is busy, but I don't know if they're sitting right there. Um, so I've actually started doing a thing. I, I realize, like, I know who I want to talk to, but I start talking sometimes and they don't realize I'm talking to them. So it's, it's such a shift in my own practice that I, I start now saying, Andy, are you there? 
okay. And then I start giving some feedback, but it's a, it's a funny thing to get into, like just to call kids by name all the time. Cause I don't normally like to single them out at any rate. That's not what I'm going to talk about. Um, so screenshot recorders mm-hmm. is it's a big thing that I do. I want to annotate pages. I want, cause I need to share this out digitally. What I would normally do on a paper in front of a student or, you know, on chart paper or on big, I have big whiteboards or on my actual whiteboard on the wall. I need to find a way to do this digitally. So I found some tools that I really love. So first of all, everyone knows Screencastify. Um, if you listen to Shooks and Gif, cause we talk about it all the time. And I think we've spoken about it before, but Loom is another one that you can use. And starting this fall, I don't know if they have an angel donor or something. It's become free to educators. They have their EDU um, accounts are now free. You can record, unlike Screencastify, which their free one is only five minutes. With Loom, you can record up to 45 minutes, which is a game changer. Like that for me is my entire online synchronous class if I needed to. Um, You have unlimited videos. It doesn't save directly to Drive like uh, Screencastify, but you can download it and then import it to Drive or from the Loom website, you can share it and you can password protect them. So if you only want certain students to see it, like you're giving feedback, let's say, and you have someone's, uh, a student's work that you're screencasting and you don't want everyone who has access to your Loom, you can send a, p- a password. Maybe it's their student number so students know they can go on and access their work that way. Um, they say something about a team folder. I haven't played with that very much, but they have drawing tools, they have mouse emphasis, calls to action, which I love. It doesn't seem like you can edit it, um, in there. I haven't, I haven't figured that out. I've never really needed to. I use it pretty informally and I have other tools that are, that are paid, um, that I've been using. But if you're looking for more than five minutes, um, and you're only using Screencastify right now, I would definitely recommend that listeners check out Loom. And I actually, I, th- I think the interface is actually kind of prettier, um, with what it, with what it produces. Have you used it at all, Andy? Yeah, I have used Loom. And I was, I was going to say that, that when you kind of compare it to, those other ones and, and screencastify is great, but it does, it feels it's, it's a, a richer user interface. It feels like that you're using there. And we've seen a massive shift in my district here where we were on March 13th when we went home uh, for the shutdown and we, and we immediately needed tools and screencastify was kind of the first go-to, yeah. but most people have moved over to Loom for all of those reasons that you outlined. And so so our district administration, everything that they send out, they send out a ton of different videos to us, just touching base with us and, and making sure that, you know, all all the points for upcoming initiative and how we're going to handle uh, a closure or a change are outlined. They've all switched to Loom and it's it's because of that they can go you know, the 45 minutes and, yeah. and there's more of those built in features that way. Yeah, so, I totally agree. And the I fact think, that it's, I think that people defaulted to the screencastify back in the spring because it was free. They made it, they opened it and they said, okay, until whatever it was, I don't remember if it was the end of June or end of August when they were like, okay, and now we like, we're a company and we need to make money, which is totally understandable. I understand that the ed tech com- like world did that. And I'm sure they made a lot of money doing that too, right? It was smart for them. Let's put it out for free, get people really into our product and hey, we can't live without this now and then they'll buy it. But at any rate, yeah, it's really good. Now, not to bash on Screencastify, let's let's bring a Screencastify great thing. And I actually heard this on the EdTech Takeout podcast, podcast I absolutely love. Jonathan Wiley shared something that I hadn't even considered that the Screencastify editor, okay, because you can now go in and you can edit. Um, when you buy Screencastify, you can buy just for Screencast or you can buy to edit. Uh, if you go to edit.screencastify.com, it can be used by 
anyone the same way the free version of Screencastify can be used. So you can import um, from Screencastify or from your local device, you can import any video into the Screencastify editor plop it in there and you can edit up to five minutes of video. You can trim, you can cut things out in the middle. Like it's an online sort of like a la Wii video, but a bit stripped down if you don't need as much. You can use it the same way if you were using Screencastify. I love the fact that you can import videos from other places. So if you're doing like small editing projects, either you or your students, definitely check out edit.screencastify.com. Um, you know, sometimes we're doing this screencast and you realize you're like, oh, it was perfect except that one part in the middle when an announcement came and that's really distracting. Plop it in here and edit it out. I see that. I see Andy's clicking there in the background. He's checking this out. Right I now. am. I am clicking around right now because as somebody who uh, teaches a lot of, of media in my elementary classes, a big like I, I call it like the Chrome Holy Grail is finding that free iMovie-ish editor in um, that that's totally works with the Chromebooks and is easy to use. And, um, you know, I'm always searching for those. And, and WeVideo is great, but it, it's, it's not that free, immediate thing that we need. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to have to spend some time digging around with this to... Uh, to import some video and see what we can do. But sometimes, like you said, all you need, I just need to chop that up, right? I just need yeah. that little bit. Nobody wants to watch more than five minutes of kid video anyway, right? No, I, I say a few times, like nobody wants to watch more than five minutes of your screencast. Like they're, they're done. And even like I watch in double time and I skip through, no one wants it anyway. Okay, so I have two more on this sort of idea of screencasting and, um, uh, screen recorders. So the first one is uh, a screenshot and annotator. I learned this from Desiree Alexander. She's at Educator Alex. She's awesome. She shares phenomenal stuff and she's such a dynamic presenter. I saw her at ISTE and she just, she is hilarious. Like she just keeps you so engaged. I loved it. But she shared a Chrome extension called Awesome Screenshot, uh, Awesome Screenshot and Screen Recorder. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. What I love about this, and she said, she goes, I've never used a screen recorder, so don't ask. But unlike a regular screenshot tool that will only take a shot of your screen, this allows you to take a shot of an entire website or a section thereof. So follow me with this. A number of times uh, since I've, I've started this online teaching this semester, I've had situations where I've created rubrics in Google Classroom. And then I want to, because I have an uh, like a Google Doc that has the sheet outline, because I don't like to type it all in um, to Google Classroom, because I don't like that I can't you know use bullet points and I can't bold things. That drives me crazy. For the love, Google, give us the opportunity for typefacing and changing fonts and sizes and stuff in the Google Classroom posts, for the love. But there's times where I'm like, okay, well, I want to put this rubric that I've created in Google Classroom onto the doc. And in order to do that, I'm like control or command minus, 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 minus to make it really teeny so I can get it all on one screen and then I take the shot and then it doesn't look great. But here's why I love awesome screenshot and screen recorder. I can open this app or this extension rather, turn it on, click the thing and then say, I want to take not a screenshot of what I see, not a screenshot of the whole web page, but and web, I said that funny web page, but I want to take a screenshot of a certain section of it. 
And what I do is I, I take my little, you know, crosshairs and I can scroll all the way down. So I don't need to really make my screen smaller and do that like control minus, 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 minus to shrink all the font. I can just scroll down and I get a screenshot of whatever I've taken. It's It opens it then in a new tab. It has all these annotating tools and then I can annotate it if I want and save that as a JPEG to post wherever I want. So I love the fact that I don't have to get that teeny, teeny, teeny writing. It is, for me, it's been a game changer just for that alone, just taking my rubrics from my Google Classroom assignments and putting them onto docs for the Google, for my actual assignment that I attach in Google Classroom. It's awesome. When I think of my shift to teaching remotely, that is, I've, I've discovered one thing, that children are 100% incapable of reading while they are learning from home. So I, I put together all of these like directions and everything, and then I'm getting emails. What do we do? How do I do You this? read. And, you read. That's what you do, like, friends. It's, it's right, read. It, it's right there. Uh, but screenshots make it so much easier. Click here, click here, click here, click here. And so that just the workflow that the, that tool right there can save when you just need that little piece to take a picture of that box right there and annotate that little thing is, is huge. Yeah. It so, is. It's, it's the nanoseconds. Care. Kim and I talk about the nanoseconds a lot, right? We want to we want to keep those there. So I, I can't, just like Desiree, I can't speak to the screen recorder, but I love the scrolling to take the screenshot. Okay, last one I learned from George Barsenis. Uh, this is, we were looking for a tool to be able to annotate. So I'm in Google Meet and I'm sharing my screen and I'm like, okay, great. And I want to show students something and I have, you know, a, I don't know, Google slide up. I'm like, okay, pay attention to this part. And I take my cursor and I sort of circle it. And if I'm not using something like custom cursor, there's a little bonus for you. It makes your cursor a lot bigger and different colors and stuff. But if I'm not using something, it's hard to see. And I was like, I want to be able to draw on it just really quickly. Like, I just want to draw, like in Zoom. Zoom has this built-in feature, right? Well, I don't have that in Google Meet. So what can I do? Enter Web Paint, another Chrome extension. All I need to do is open Web Paint. It gives me a little toolbar up and that I can move around. It opens in the top right-hand corner. And automatically I can draw shapes. I can have like freehand writing. I can circle. It really is, imagine, remember MS Paint? The, yep. the, the wonder that was. Imagine that overlaid on anything you're doing. So now I can come in here and I'm annotating text and I'm doing that in real time quite organically with this tool. And then at the click of a button, boom, I can erase it all and then I can move on. It's web paint, it's really easy. It's both of those um, extensions were 100% free because that's my second favorite four letter, letter F word. <laughs> and after farm, farm's my favorite. What's what's yours? Uh, four, four, but spelled with a U. Okay, yeah, good, good, I like it. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are the ones that I have. I think all of those can really help you. Like if you're looking for your, your screen recording, check out Loom, maybe instead of Screencastify, if you want a quick edit, Screencastify editor, big screenshots, we're going to screen, awesome screenshot and screen recorder. I don't know why I can't say that. There's too many screens in that title. And then finally, web paint. Love all of those. Those oh, are a lot of shares. Okay, Andy. Well, Give me another one. I, but I love uh, one thing before I share here yeah. is I love the simplicity of that. Sometimes yeah. all you need is MS Paint. All right. I need is just a loop to put around that thing that I need you to to draw your attention to. So those are great. Those are great. And they, again, useful things that teachers can teach the kids or use like right now to make life life easier as we do this. Yeah. So here's a, here's another one for me. Uh, and I really relate it to our teaching reality right now. And it's mm -hmm. called otter.ai. Mm -hmm. And what otter.ai does 
is it transcribes our speech. And you think of, well, Google Docs can do that if you just turn on speech to text. Well, this thing, as is included in the name, is very intuitive. And so you can turn this on while you have any web page, any audio going on your computer. It can take that and it can make a transcript for that. So as we're trying to, um, it's yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. You can have a YouTube video running. You could have a famous speech going and otter.ai will create that transcript from that audio that's playing there. But when I think of us teaching in a pandemic and so many of our meetings are virtual and incredibly important meetings like student IEP meetings, mm -hmm. this uh, tool can transcribe that whole virtual meeting for you. Wow. And I know there's other, there are other services out there that are paid. Uh, Rev.com is one. And those services charge like $1.25 a minute huh. of transcription. And, and I don't know what the, what the limit is, if there is a limit on otter.ai for how much it can transcribe. Yeah. But just to have that, that, that written record there for important meetings. And we also know that our attention can often really wane during important meetings or not important meetings. And you can still have a transcript then of, of everything that was said while maybe you turned off your camera and had to step away for a second. Yeah, I've logged in and in the basic free account, you get 600 minutes. Wow. 600 minutes is a lot of minutes, yep. my friends. That's a lot of minutes for a dollar twenty-five, and you're talking a dollar twenty-five American, right? Which is dollar twenty-five like, American. See, that's like forty-six Canadian dollars for <laughs> somewhere up there. <laughs> this is really cool. I'm thinking too for students, even if you just recorded your own lessons in this, like it's when you're giving instructions one day, so that you have it exactly what we said in class for people who miss, because that happens. Internet goes down and they can't learn from home that day. Someone else is on the computer. Like I have a couple of students who are like, can't use a computer today, miss, because my brother's on it or my mom needs it for a meeting, right? We, yeah. I, I come from a place of, of extreme privilege that in my house, we each, all five of us have at least two devices, at least, right? I'm sure you're the same, Andy. Like there's, there's devices oh, something everywhere. Like that. Yeah. But yes. we, um, but usually I hear about all the cords that we have. Oh my goodness, there are the cords. cords everywhere. That's usually what I hear from our house. But, but yeah, and think of it this way also, just as we're talking about meeting the needs of all kids, mm -hmm. some kids actually can learn better by reading. And I think of English language learners, I understand written Spanish a whole lot better than I, I can understand spoken Spanish. Like if, like if I'm in a conversation with somebody, I'm pretty good. But if I'm trying to add context to a conversation that's happening in Spanish, I really struggle that way. But if I could see that written out, now my brain works differently. My, my reading comprehension is better in Spanish than my listening comprehension. Yeah. And therefore that could help me as a as a Spanish language learner. And it seems uh, it would only make sense that that could help English language learners that way. Absolutely. Well. And, and two, you could probably then take that transcription, put it in, if you're not putting something on YouTube and maybe somehow convert that to help you create subtitles for videos as yep. well. 
Oh yeah, I mean, just to have that written copy there. I mean, there's so many things, and then maybe could you drop that uh, into? This is going to burn the ears of all world language teachers, but you could drop that into a Google Translate, and it'd be interesting to see what that what that looked like. I was thinking something very similar. Like if we take that transcription, put it into a Google Doc. I don't. I wonder what format they do. You know, Andy, what format it comes out in once you have the transcription? Uh, I don't know. Interesting. Don't okay, know. well, whatever we it comes out. To... Copy it into Google Docs. Even, even PDF, you could copy and paste. It seems like you could. Yeah. And if, if you need to convert a PDF very easily, like check out PDF Candy. PDF Candy is like the bomb.com when it comes to manipulating PDF documents. And I'm, I'm pretty sure we've spoken about it on the show, but I, maybe I'll add it to the show notes. Check it out. Um, so you could throw it. If it does create a PDF, you could then throw it into PDF Candy, get your Word document. Po- and there's, there's a lot of steps, but... Even still, if it doesn't come out nicely, copy it into Google Docs, head up to tools on your you know toolbar, and then go to translate document and boom, you have a translation. Maybe not for your students, but for our younger learners who need a lot of scaffolding and support at home right now during the time where they may not be learning face-to-face, maybe that translation could help whatever caring adult is at home and able to help that student in that moment with their work. Right. I may not know, you know, how to how to speak English, but I might, you know, be very well educated in another country. And if I could translate this into Farsi, I'd be able to help my student, whereas in English I wouldn't be able to. Or especially like you said, just watching the video if the teacher's going really quickly. I love this. This is a really there's a lot that you can do with it. Yeah, and there's this cool feature that when I signed up, I connected it to my Google account and it mm-hmm. connects to my um, my calendar. So I just went to otter.ai and it said, do you want to record the meeting you're in of Shooks and Gif recording right now? So uh, make make sure it stops when we hit stop recording. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, I I just I just ran a little little. I ran 20 seconds. I let it do 20 seconds of it. So it'll be interesting what uh, what it finds. And and one thing, though, it's, it's not immediate. So. I hit stop, it stopped recording, and then it said it would notify me when it was ready. So so that's interesting that, that it's not, yeah, it's not immediate that way. So I tested this out, and I'm trying to see if there's an export button on here. You can export, let's see, I'm going to hit export text. Mm-hmm. It can come out as a text. You can go to the clipboard. It can go to a DOCX, a PDF and an SRT. I don't know what an SRT is. I think SRT is, is subtitles, but I'm going to look it up. Oh, okay. You keep going. Okay. I'll look it up. Now, it says that, that DOCX, PDF, and SRT, those are premium features. So, again, uh, like the like Edgy, it's got some premium features on it there that way. But it, it, it can go to your clipboard. So, if it can go to your clipboard, well, then drop that into a... Uh, yeah. Drop that into a doc and you have your DOCX there and you have your PDF and Amazing. all that stuff. As long as you can get it to your clipboard, you should be good to do all kinds of things with it. That's awesome. So an SRT is a subrip subtitle file. It's a plain text file that you use for a subtitle. So perfect for that. And even just searching that file type, everything, oh, $1.25 a minute, same day captioning. So the money you might be able to save if you need it to caption something um, to be accessible and to be inclusive and equitable. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I've had some conversations with people that use the pay tool and they said that they use that for legal, their legal department at school yeah. says that's the best one. So that's what they're paying for. But they're using it for, for very small for very small items. For us, general educators, 
I think this this gives us all kinds of things we can use for free, though. I love that. And I love that it's otters because otters are adorable. They are. I'm, I'm realizing the time here, and I know that we both have other things to get to once we're done. So I'm actually going to skip ahead in my in our notes here and share one more thing. But Andy, how would you feel if after I share this, we like stop this one, but you come back another time? Because we have like we have another probably half dozen things to share here. Will you will you come back? This is like, do you remember when I asked when I asked Andy to be on the show the first time? I was like, so I was thinking and da, da, da. And I said, oh my gosh, it's like I just prom post you. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a pod posal. I pod post pod to you. It was a pod posal. So I, this is my second pod posal. Will you a come second. back, Andy? It, you know, that's that second one. That's that's no, that's getting serious here. But yes, I absolutely. I would love Yay. would love to come back. Am I going to get your letter jacket? Is that the next thing I get your letter jacket? I don't know. No? You know. Is that the third time? You know, I, I'm starting to feel kind of weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing that, you know, I'm thinking, okay. oh, what? Right. Honey, why are you sending your letter jacket to, uh, to Canada? Canada? It's because Jen Giffen's there. It's fine. You'll get it. All right. Okay. So good. So Andy will be back. I have one more share to, to finish off our time here together. Um, as, as listeners of the show know, I'm a massive fan, massive fan of Tony Vincent. He does wonderful stuff. He's so creative. He's outside the box. He's a great collaborator. Love it, love it, love it. You can find most of his stuff at learninginhand.com. And I watched uh, one of his, his only an ISTE session actually um, earlier, what day of the week is it? What day, what, what day is it? I can't keep track. Late last week, I watched it, um, not in real time, but afterwards in the recording. And he shared so much great stuff. So I'll put it in the show notes. You go to learninginhand.com forward slash activities. And he has all of this stuff that's all created in Google Drawings. Everything was in Google Drawings. And it's how you can be really creative and think about Google Drawings beyond just the like, you know, MS Paint or whatever it is. So I have one shared here and it's called compliment cards. So Andy, I'm gonna get you to open that one up. Uh, what happens when you get into the compliment cards? I'm gonna give it a minute to load here. You'll see Tony's little like drawing of himself. And it says, you know, he has this animated GIF. And this, and hey, you're Andy, you're a gift person too. You're a hard G, aren't you? You're not a sorry. I'm a gifter. Yes, I yeah, am. Yeah, that's right, you are. So have, do you have it open now? So what you see on there I is do. just animated little GIF and it looks like um, a marquee board with lights flashing. And it says, grab a compliment. And this is the main canvas of the Google drawing. And off to the side, there are these shapes. They have green outline and you can grab one. Oh, I gotta make a copy. Gotcha. I'll make a copy. I could have sent you an annoying email asking you for edit rights. Please don't, because it wouldn't come to me. It would go to it would it would go to Tony Vincent, and you oh. know, he even even talked about that. File, make a copy. He has shirts about it. It's hilarious. Anyway, there are these these boxes on the side, and they're just blank. It looks like a green outline and a white box. But yep. if you make your own copy and now you grab it and you drag it over and put it on top of that flashing marquee, boom, it's going to reveal to you a compliment. So have you done it, Andy? What is your compliment? Now, this reminds me, Jen. Yeah. You and I, along with Brian Briggs and Ryan O'Donnell, yes. are putting out right now the 12 days of winter. We are. And one of your early activities. It's the one that released actually today. Today, and this is why I wanted to share it, because we're recording on the day it was released. All right, now we're loaded. All right, I put my compliment over. Oh, and it tells me that I have the best ideas. This is so cool. This is great. You know, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, my kids need this right now. Yeah. This is wonderful SEL written all over it. 
This is exactly. And and when I think of Tony Vincent, I think of like one of the first people that I really followed in the ed tech world back mm-hmm. 2006. Yeah. This is the most Tony Vincent positive energy amazing graphic thing ever so this he is-, is and you know what every time i talk about tony vincent my husband always thinks of what tony robbins the motivational speaker <laughs> there's there's some tony robbins in tony there vincent totally is there's some overlap anyway the the magic of this is that he's made the outline um like the box itself is on a white background and he's used white font so it looks like there's nothing in those boxes with the green outlines but as soon as you pull it over and put it over the marquee which has an orange background that white appears through the magic of just font color and it's fun because you never know what the compliment you're going to get and it doesn't need to be a compliment it could be anything but I, I totally agree right now wouldn't it be lovely to send this out even to your your staff your students and be like I'm thinking of you and here's what I think these ones are all winners these are all winners and they're, and they're all really positive and I, I could go in if I wanted to you know you can if you want to amend these of course you could select every shape, change the font color in every shape, see what they are, change the ones you want to change, and then change them back to white. So you could customize them to be more along the lines of what you might say to your students. It was just so energizing. He shared it right at the end of his session. Um, and I, I tweeted it out. And then he said, he, I tweeted out how great a session was. And he tweeted me back. He's like, did you grab a compliment? So I went and I did it. And it said, I like your style. And I just burst out laughing. And I, you know, I tweeted it back at him. And he's like, and it's true, Jen. I do like your style. So it's it's just a fun activity. If you're feeling a little low or know someone who's feeling a little low, this is a really great thing to share with them. Just make sure you share it as a forced copy, unlike I did to Andy. I'm going to make sure I change that in the show notes. No, I should know. I should know that. That's This is a, this is a great share. And it's just... Uh... Like you said, I kind of needed this this morning right now. So this Good. is this is great. Yeah, you have great ideas. The best ideas, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the first one said. I know. And then, awesome. then Tony told me that I was adorable. So oh, you know, I got that going for me. Tony's so nice. <laughs> All right. Okay, Andy, this has been a lot of fun. We've been going, how long have we been on now? Probably 30, 35 minutes. You will be back. That is awesome. We can arrange a time. Maybe we could release something, right? Like the, we could find some time over... Over the holiday break. Yeah, catch up and and share some more EdTech awesomes. Yeah, because we have some really other fun shares in here. But those, uh, they can wait. So, Andy, thanks for they joining can. me here today. It was lovely. I'll see you on the Voxers. Oh, Jen, it's it's always great to... to uh, so, a little insight here. Jen and I, we're in a Voxer group with with, with Brian and Ryan that we name drop all the time. And, and the Midwest and Ontario, you know, it's a different vibe than California. We talk about things that... They, they don't understand why it's impo- so important to talk about the weather. Yeah, can we talk about how Ryan O'Donnell didn't understand why you would choose mittens over gloves? Like, what is wrong with you, Ryan O'Donnell? I mean, sometimes. I mean, but, you know, there's a progression. Sometimes gloves depends on what you're doing. You know, it's, it's like ed tech, right? There I are guess. different tools that you need. <laughs> White pair of gloves when it's, when it's just cold enough <laughs> that your hands, you know, you need some comfort. And then mittens when it's really cold. So I feel like we could really know. grow this metaphor. I love it. I love it. All right, my friend. That's awesome. Um, All right, Jen Giff. I will talk to you after the break. Have a great wrap down. Um, have a Merry Christmas because I know you celebrate. And we will uh, chat after. And all the listeners... I hope you enjoyed our time with Andy because he'll be back. And if you didn't, too bad because he'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for your luck. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think they'll love this. They'll love it. Okay. Be well, my friend. We'll talk soon. 
that's it for this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U-K-E-S-A-N-D-G-I-F-F dot com. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. On our website, on the embedded Flipgrid. Or by tweeting at us, sending us an email. Or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca.